This podcast is brought to you by Trend. Trend is a micro-influencer marketing platform that helps connect brands with influencers. Learn more, join our network, or start an influencer campaign at trend.io. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Trend. My name is Jay, your host, and I'm joined today with Ramon and Evan, who is a marketing product manager at Marketer Hire, the premium marketer network. Hey, Evan, welcome to the podcast. We're excited to have you here. I'm excited to learn more about you. Awesome. Thanks. Um, uh, Same here. Really happy you guys had me on. I just wanted to get uh, kind of a quick introduction. We're going to be talking about finding the right person to run your ads today. Um, And I'd love for our audience to to learn a little bit more about you, Evan. So tell us kind of what you do at Marketer Hire and what Marketer Hire is all about. Sure. Yeah. Um, So kind of just a little bit of my background. Um, I've um, led startups in the past uh, and have more of a like tech uh, product manager mindset. Uh, but in the mix, and you guys know this from your business entirely, is you learn so much about marketing and you know, the hacks that you need to do when you're in the startup sphere. Um, so moving that into a more formalized uh, product process uh, makes it really exciting. Um, so my role at Marketer Hire is leading all uh, tech initiatives that deal on the marketing side. So it's kind of the mix between marketing automation, and then also the tech behind it to build it out. Uh, the marketer hire in particular, we're the leading uh, freelance uh, network to match uh, brands and uh, companies with the best marketers. Uh, we hire out for 10 different roles, and our goal is to find the best marketer for a use case within 48 hours of uh, someone talking to one of our sales reps. Awesome. So I know today we're talking about uh, finding the right person to run ads. And I'm sure Ramon has some questions as well that he's going to want to jump in. But just so we can kind of start at a base level for our audience, um, let's talk about, because there's a lot of businesses right now that are jumping into e-commerce for the first time, going digital for the first time. um, And they're just used to maybe doing retail sales. So let's start at the baseline and say, like, what's the importance of running ads and what kind of metrics should you be looking at to see how well your ads are performing. Absolutely. Uh, So I I would say from, you know, new brands coming into the e-commerce space and the beginning stages of it, it it always really starts with the the e-commerce space that you use. Uh, Are you going to be a custom site? Are you going to use a Magento? Are you going to be on Shopify? Really kind of comes down to the need of the business. Uh, You know, if you're selling normal catalog style sales where you have a number of products on a site, there's not much variation between them. Uh, you can really take advantage of a lot of the uh, pre-built, hosted e-commerce platforms that are there, right? Namely Shopify. So, you know, once you get that base set up, then it comes down to how are you going to drive traffic to your website? Just in terms of tech stack, you know, there are a hundred different email providers you can choose. There are a hundred different uh, ad analytics platforms you could use. But uh, no matter what, the basis is using, say, Google, Analo- uh, Google Analytics uh, with enhanced e-commerce as a boost. Uh, talking about analytics specifically, when you first start out, the, probably the most important metric is going to be your bounce rate. Uh, so you want to make sure that the people that you're targeting, the ones that you want to get on your site, are going to stay on it, going to read through your content, and are going to click through to hopefully lead to a sale. But that's not going to happen immediately. First is you want to find the right people who are going to spend the most time on the page who are not going to leave immediately after they click your ad. 
So you're not, you know, wasting your ad spend money in the beginning. And you want to make sure that the KPIs that you're tracking are relevant to where you are in the business. So, you know, step one, find your audience, make sure that they're engaging with your content. Step two, after that is going to be all about optimization. You found these people, you're ready to increase your spend. Now you want to deal with the KPIs like conversion on page, how many pages they're leading to. So the user flow, uh, where you want to send them to your website. You know, some ads work great sending them right to the product page, whereas some audiences, they want to be led to the product page. They might be needed to nurture over email. They might convert higher on abandoned card emails than they will on going to your site the first time. You might need to get them on your site and then run retargeting campaigns a week or two later when they're, when they're browsing BuzzFeed or the New York Times to bring them back to actually complete a purchase, right? So all of that is the, that's the deep expert play. But my recommendation always is, and these are for founders that are maybe not too technical on the marketing side, it's really up to the people that know the business the most to do step one of finding your audience. And then I would always recommend having an expert come in when it's when you're really ready to increase your spend and start optimizing. That's exactly like what um, we're experiencing here. You know, we, we recently started getting into paid ads and I can definitely see all the components. And I think uh, something that you touched on that I believe is also important um, for first time uh, people that are consumer brands that are just getting into uh, paid ads is you mentioned the overwhelming amount of tools there are out there, right? So uh, there's two components of that. One is the opportunity cost of using the wrong platform uh, and and having to switch. And, you know, it, it happens in influencer marketing. As an example, most platforms charge uh, a $10,000 software fee. And we've talked with brands that tell us, shoot, we just paid $10,000 for a year contract. We're stuck here. Um, and it's oftentimes, you know, a person that hasn't even done influencer marketing before vetting the platforms. They, it's like they have to vet, you know, 100 platforms or something like that. And that's just for influencer uh, marketing alone. So how would you recommend, uh, you know, somebody that is going at at that process for the first time on vetting these platforms? Are there any, you know, would you, would you recommend them to just work with the person, the freelancer, the person that just knows the tools they're using? Uh, or would you recommend them to go at it on their own and maybe use something like G2 or something like that? Like how to do the proper research? And um, yeah, I think, I think that would be some valuable key points there. Yeah, sure. And, and just on that point, like from the influencer marketing perspective, um, and this is you know very specific to trends. Uh, I mean, the way you guys have your, you know, kind of as needed pricing and, and the credit approach is just an amazing way to try a service out to see if it makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah. And I would say that's like so similar to the, you know, finding the right marketer and the right tool. Uh, you really don't know the right company um, in the yeah. beginning for you. So, you know, having a huge fee up front to even try them out is no. it's, it's risky. It's really, yeah. really risky. Yeah, I, I have yeah. not seen a use case for any like, upstart e-commerce brand where it's worthwhile for them to you know throw 10K down to hope that this process is going to work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so the um, I got some recommendations from you know a few of the market hire team here on you know finding those right people. The main thing to look for is someone who's channel specific. Uh, so when you say go to like an agency to start your your marketing for ecom. They're going to match you to, to an account executive. And most likely than not, the best freelancers for a certain channel 
uh, are not going to be at that agency. The agency is, is mm -hmm. going to find them and, and work with them because these freelancers, you know, the ones who run, say, the marketing for Allbirds or, you know, other brands that we love, they they know their worth. They know how good they are and they can make more yeah. money doing a 15 to 20 hour a week project uh, and, and provide more value than they would full time at an agency. So they just mm -hmm. they're just not part of them. Uh, yeah. So w when we look at that use case, it's really uh, finding the channel that is, you know, the best for for e-com that usually hits into some Google ads and Google display network for retargeting. Uh, but really, I, I would say the easiest place to start is Facebook more frequently than not. Um, and especially relevant to trend too, uh, UGC hits so close to home there because it's uh, you really want your content to match the content on uh, the platform that's being viewed. So if you have pretty pictures on Instagram that you're scrolling through, the ads should match. You, you really notice the things the that don't, uh, fit well with your feed. And those are not going to be yeah. what you click through and what you want to interact with. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of just one of the ways to look at it. Well, that was very helpful. So kind of like talking still about uh, those ads people to that you want to be able to find. You mentioned that finding people that are specific and kind of experienced in a specific channel. Um, so let's talk about a little bit more about the available options. So obviously freelancers are one of the available options. There's also in-house and agency that we've kind of discussed on in your experience and from outside of marketer hire and in marketer hire, uh, what are kind of the pros and cons of doing it in-house or doing it at an agency or using a freelancer? So I, I, I'm going to, you know, hit on what Ramon uh, mentioned earlier is the, the sunk cost is really the major thing that you want to look at in any marketing approach that you do. So I, I would look at the, the risk long-term of if whatever solution you're doing isn't going to work out. So that, that whole idea of spending a ton of money up front before you even get to try what you're doing, I, I think is one of the, the easiest to explain risks uh, mm -hmm. in hiring a marketer in general or just anybody doing ads. Uh, so the the platforms out there that are trying to have big commitments up front, you, you kind of want to look at what their incentive is. Um, and I would say that still exists in our space when you're thinking about saying hiring, hiring an agency to run all of your marketing. You know, they're going to have retainers, they're going to have fees that you have on top. Uh, and they, they want to keep you in for the long term. You know, one, because marketing does take time. Um, and to see results, you want to be able to have a good base that you can keep continuously building off of. So the agencies are going to be like, hey, in the first three months, we, we want to have you locked in because we want to provide the value to you, right? Um, that same process can, can exist uh, whether you're going at freelance marketplaces, uh, which, you know, I could name a few to be helpful to the audience. Uh, but I think just, you know, mostly in general, on the freelance side, because it's more affordable up front, you have more experimentation in the beginning. You have more direct content with who's actually doing the execution on your side. And I think that actually matters more to a company jumping into e-com to just be really uh, tied to the, the, uh, the executor in the beginning to, to understand more, as opposed to say the agency model where you're giving them an idea of who you want to sell your product to. And then they might uh, through all of their internal conversations with their team and who they're bringing on board to help you out, they're, you know, they're going to give you a subset of the information that could be useful to you, not the actual person that's doing it, who's more likely than not never your account manager. When I look at the differences overall, uh, in-house, probably highest risk because you're dealing with uh, trying to hire for something you don't naturally understand. 
Um, so usually from a building a new brand perspective, you're hiring a say a head of e-commerce first who can then guide you to the marketers to hire on your own. But the sunk cost is if you're not ready to jump in really hardcore on ad spend because you don't understand your audience yet, then the employee pricing of in-house is just you're eating that cost for months and months and months until you're ready to actually get your return on investment from those new employees. Um, so I, I always think that's not the best route. Uh, usually, and kind of my recommendation is, you know, freelancer uh, or agency relationship that's not too stringent first. Understand your marketing mix and what's most important. And as the founders and the team internally understand what they want, then it's really a conversation of who you want to bring in long term uh, to see what what would hit your mix. I think also on the on the in house aspect, somebody that knows paid acquisitions really well is likely not going to need to spend forty hours a week. Um, on the ad account and um, they're likely to be a lot more efficient in a lot less time. It's kind of the same with a really talented developer, you know, who uh, would just need two hours to get the project done for someone that would have taken 20 hours and they're not going to limit themselves to just be able to get one salary from uh, one company likely. We have a freelancer in our case and we have them on our Slack channel and we just go back and forth and iterate really fast. Whereas if we had an agency, I'm sure we couldn't have them on our Slack channel. And if they did have you on the Slack channel, it would just be your account executive with them who's then yeah. just going to try to distill what you said and bring it to the people that are actually executing, right? It's, yeah. it's like, it's their biggest prerogative not to tell you who's doing the work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, that's how they keep you. So that's kind of like one of the risks there. I totally agree. Yeah, it can be a huge, huge time suck too for going all through that back and forth process, especially when if you're just starting to head into the e-commerce space that you kind of want to look for those results immediately. That can kind of be a uh, something that pushes someone away from that section um, to kind of do that. Totally. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can give you a, you know a standard use case, say for um, paid paid uh, Facebook, right? Like a like a paid Facebook uh, ad spend marketer. Yeah, it's probably going to spend you know 15, 20 hours getting you set up in the right ways, and then really maintenance on that is a couple, you know, a few hours a week afterwards, you know, until you're ready to really boost or or increase entirely what you're doing. So I I totally see the point of you know that's not entirely worth it to have someone come in full time for that. On the other use case is you know you could hire a T-shaped marketer, a growth marketer in the beginning, but they're not going to be able to optimize. Uh, per channel as effectively as someone who's spending their entire day doing it or is really focused. So I, we always find that the, uh, so like a, like a marketer hire specifically, uh, we always find it the most helpful to have these brands talk to a growth marketer first, understand the strategy around all of the different marketing aspects for them. You know, whether that's SEO to bring people in organically or uh, paid Facebook to start your ad process, uh, same with AdWords. Or you know even someone to build out your nurturing campaigns over email, uh, just seeing what the priority and the mix is, and then of course the budget of the client, and then matching them with you know the best channel experts for them to make those uh, different channels happen appropriately and at the right time, right? And without having to necessarily hire all of those in, inbound or paying the you know mostly exorbitant agency fees that you're trying to understand what what it is they're doing in the first place. So it's kind of uh, a good way of uh, framing it in the agency world too now you've raised the bar for your uh cac 
So, you know, now you with the freelancer or um, if you're doing it yourself, you could acquire a customer for a hundred dollars. Now you can, now you need to acquire a customer for 400, $500, which um, makes it harder to hit your goal if you constantly have a moving target. Absolutely. I, I mean, so I, I don't want to, you know, come here and, and, and bash agencies entirely. I, I still think that there's a, you know, a big need for them. If you're you know, big company driving a big campaign and you want to have a lot of resources really quickly with teams that have worked together before, there was a good move for an agency there. You know, same with companies that don't really have time to spend on marketing, which I, you know, I don't know many top of mind, but if you want to entirely, entirely offshore your marketing or, or just outsource it completely, then, you know, the agency is probably the right thing for you. Yeah. Right, but if you if you really care about the uh, your your customer acquisition costs and the KPIs around your marketing and how it matters for your customers, which you know I I think we could all agree is probably the you know most brands going into e-commerce are going to be thinking about that completely and understand its mm -hmm. importance. Uh, I do not think the agency is the right route. You know, just monetarily uh, from sunk costs and litany of other reasons. So let's talk about that a little bit more. Um, and you brought up a really interesting point about bigger teams, obviously an agency route might make the most sense. So thinking about this as what works for different stages, um, we talked a little bit about how if you're starting out, probably freelancers are the best way. Is that something that's a you think is a long term solution? Or do you think eventually teams have to kind of move over to the in house or agency side of it? I mean, I really always think that the like the freelancer first model, it builds up a marketing mindset for the core business team, right? Because you're learning with the freelancers that you bring in and you're kind of building out your marketing skill set alongside the work that the freelancers are doing. So all of this, all this work that's being done in the freelancer process is, is not uh, in a hole somewhere or lost, right? The founders, the teams, they're, they're learning with their business needs, right? So you're kind of building a moat of knowledge internally that helps you to make these decisions long term. Um, with with big teams, with uh, you know freelancer to agency or freelancers could be the long term solution. Um, I always think that really depends on the need of the business and kind of how well they're doing. Uh, and the way I've looked at it is, the agencies coming in for a big business really function more as uh, bringing in consultants for certain things. Like if you're launching a new product and you have no idea who you want to target and who you're going to segment to then an agency is probably going to help you quicken that gap you know, at a higher cost, but will help you find that audience and how to, say, uh, frame the product to whoever you're looking for. Uh, but once that's done, I, I see no issue. And we have a, tons of big clients at Marketer Hire that do this, where you have freelancers coming in who are experts at certain spheres that they really can dive deep into that, you know, those individuals uh, directly as opposed to having uh, the message mixed with the agency or whoever the representative is. I hope that answered the question well. Happy to dive more into other things. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense in terms of what kind of stages and what kind of, whether you should be using an agency or freelancers or stuff like that. I'm sure those are a lot of helpful hints for our audience. One thing, Jay, I want to throw one thing in there. I think that it's also possible. I'm trying to think if we've done this. I, I'm sure I've sure thought about it. You can also do a hybrid where you hire a freelancer to just set the templates and the strategy uh, so the brand can take it from there. So as an example, um, you know, one of Trend's biggest competitors is, is not other platforms, but brands that choose to do it in-house. 
Uh, and an option for brands, I'm sure, is to bring the influencer marketing expert that they might not be able to afford for six months, but at least like, hey, you know, set up our Airtable air templates, um, our processes on how to find influencers, kind of a consultory play like you mentioned, and then we'll take it from there. Absolutely. So that's kind of where we use our, our growth marketers um, in the initial stages uh, for when people use marketer hire for their marketing needs. Uh, that's someone who has a high level um, and, and more so understanding of a lot of uh, the marketing sphere, um, mm-hmm. all the different channels it touches. And I think you know, those are the people that can give you the kind of the pause for the founders to understand, okay, we don't need to spend $10,000 on email nurturing right now because we're not getting enough site traffic. So that growth marketer or the same thing you just mentioned is someone that could say, hey, you know, we should really focus on SEO content uh, and potentially AdWords before we even get deep into nurturing, you know, saving you tons of money, but also prioritizing your marketing mix and kind of where you want that basket to start. I don't think I have any more questions on my end. I know, Evan, you answered a lot of what I'm sure a lot of brands that are entering into e-commerce are looking for. I do have one. So... uh you know, since we've talked so much about paid social media and for the record, um, uh, you know, marketer hire isn't just for uh, paid ads. But I think the reason we're touching on this so much is because of the the correlation between UGC and paid ads. So um, what is uh, maybe to educate, you know, some of the customers at Trend or or anyone who might be listening to this podcast? Uh, what is that process look like in terms of who handles the content and who runs the paid media because i could see that there could be an issue where you have this talented paid acquisitions marketer but if the content isn't up to par it's going to affect the kind of performance that that person is going to bring but it's the brand to blame for or the agency doing the content how does that how does that flow uh, typically work and what do you see work best? Yeah. I, so that's a really, really good question. And I, I think that really hits on kind of a, like a lot of the importance of uh, UGC being a big part of your process. Um, I think when I think of UGC in particular, and there's a lot of different you know, thought leaders in different directions, uh, but UGC is really the way that your brand can become more meaningful on, on a personal level. Right, because people can really see themselves. Uh, you know, it's why influencer marketing is is a thing these days, right? And why it's so important is they, you know, they see people who are like them, uh, who are using the product in instances that are valuable to them, as opposed to just an animated ad coming in saying, "Here's these cool features." Right? It's not necessarily the best sales process. Um, but when we think of the marketing mix, uh, kind of hand in hand, is your your paid uh, person, your expert is really gonna be one of the best sources of guiding your content creation. Hey, we're finding this audience. Uh, so say, say we're selling uh, a new battery to travel with, right, to charge your phones. Uh, mm-hmm. and, we, and you know, we're, we, we think this, this battery is relevant to everybody. So we're gonna run ads without age or segmentation or you know, much demographic mix uh, and, and see what happens, right? Now your paid expert is gonna go and see Wow, these are the these are the age groups. Uh, these are the demographics. These are the geolocations that are really hitting well with your travel solution. Um, also, here's the you know the marketing calendar we did, where you know we're going to hit the summer months soon. People are going to be traveling to the beach. Uh, this battery is waterproof. There are ways that we could add this battery into uh, a beach view, a beach mode, and that's where I think UGC becomes extremely powerful. 
because mm-hmm. now months ahead of this beach campaign, which you know you're dealing with the execs and their and your paid expert, you can say, okay, we can spend a month getting this content together and adding it to our paid mix, and now uh, our our paid expert is optimizing our ad uh, prioritization and strategy quarterly, as opposed to yeah. that weekly conversation that you you know founders have in the beginning. Where it's like, hey, should we just bump the spend here? Or should we try to target yeah. that way? Um, you kind of want to think of it more and more in terms of that long-term process. So uh, what you guys hit on the beginning, I think uh, Jay in particular too, is those those KPIs are really going to be what's driving a lot of your content decisions uh, and keeping them in mind on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly basis or what's going to, I think personally, uh, set your product aside from all of your competitors because you've you've led the mix now, instead of following uh, the path of, of others who've already found this out, you're actually leading the way in marketing your product in the most uh, favorable light to the audience that matters the most. And you're putting and optimizing your spend appropriately. I think that does it for me, Jay. I think uh, we covered a lot in here. Uh, there's a lot to digest, but I think we, we, we accomplished the goal here in just helping uh, those brands that, you know, because of, of COVID might have been retail dependent are trying to go all digital and, you know, they, they need to make that first hire or, or that first um, that first campaign. Um, I think uh, hopefully this was a helpful resource uh, for all those brands. Yeah, thanks so much, Evan, for joining on this podcast. I think there's a lot of actionable insights brands can take away, whether they're trend customers or not, and even market or hire um, customers as well. But yeah, so that's going to be our podcast for today. And we'll see you guys next time on The Trend.